Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, Ketchup. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water, based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Arrested Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled Spitfire Johnny. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. In May 1945, the war was over, but there was still a great deal of work to be done. In the general confusion of the liberation, collaborators had gone into hiding and had to be traced, traitors had to be examined, and in the areas which suffered harshly under the Germans, there were accusations and denunciations that had to be investigated. But one of the brighter moments came with an invitation to attend a special investigation. The leaders of the Dutch resistance movement were meeting to agree a list of resistance workers whose names should be put forward for a decoration or for a war. It was held in a small coffee house. It was a crowded meeting, and they were interesting companions. At the top table, there was Johann Bloat, looking like a professor, but he was, in fact, one of the most cunning guerrilla fighters of the war. And Jan Ritter, big and burly, with his bare hands, he'd killed a dozen German sentries. And Van Dorn, one of the most successful saboteurs in Europe. Pandorn was putting forward the names for approval. Holden of Nijmegen. Oh, yes. 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 Holden. Van Halk of Utrecht, a posthumous award. Yes. 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 Van Halk, posthumous. Harling of Lockham. Yes. Harling, yes. Yes, indeed. Harling. Spitfire Johnny of Zetfen, a posthumous award. Agreed. Gentlemen, gentlemen. An award, yes, but not posthumous. Spitfire Johnny is not. With respect, my dear bloat, he is dead. I saw his grave. When? Two months ago, on a farm not far from Zadkus. Oh, he was seen three weeks ago walking in the street. Gentlemen, Colonel Pinto, perhaps you can help us in this matter. Yes, if I can. If an award is made, we must find Johnny. If he is dead, as some people say, we must trace his family. Uh, Well, who was Spitfire Johnny? Is Colonel. Not was. He was Colonel, or is. An Englishman who fought here with the resistance. 
He was a resistance leader in the area of Zutland. Uh, when was this? In the past year. He was an English pilot. His Spitfire was shot down near Zutland more than a year ago. He stayed to fight for the resistance. And then to leave. Six more like him, Colonel. We wouldn't have needed a second friend. Oh, oh, that's true. He was, uh, he was killed two months ago. Oh, with respect, my dear Rich. I have respect, my dear Bliss. I have respect for facts, but not for rumors. I'm just as sad as you are, but I don't listen when a friend of a friend says he saw him. I saw his grave, and I saw it with my own two eyes. With Johnny, a grave is not evident. Anyone can dig a hole and put up a headboard. It was the kind of trick he liked to play. Now, why should you any other Colonel, as you see, we would like your help. Uh, what was Spitfire Johnny's name? Uh, his real name? We had no real names in the resistance, Colonel. We had our families to consider. We did not give our names. And to us, he was just Johnny. And everyone knew of Spitfire Johnny. If you think he's dead, how did he die? Oh, our friend Ritter here can tell you. Oh, uh, two months ago, Colonel, the government asked the resistance to hand back all arms and explosives. Johnny had explosives buried at his farm. Some of it was pretty old stuff. Some of it captured German stuff. He was digging it out when it blew up. Uh, so perhaps you can help us to find his name, Colonel. Yes, it shouldn't be difficult if you can tell me about him. Um, when was he shot down? In January uh, of last year. His Spitfire was a hit. He glided to Appledorn and crashed there. He destroyed his Spitfire and went to a farm some miles away at Sutton. He was wounded. But the girl at the farm nursed him and hid him. I think he must have liked her, because he stayed at the farm to fight. Oh, there was more than that, Colonel. There was another reason. He was wounded in the face, and there was no doctor, so he was scarred. He wouldn't go home. He stayed to take it out of the Germans. He stayed to fight. Uh, what sort of things did he do? Oh, Johnny? <laughs> Everything. He attacked convoys, he attacked planes, he even attacked a German headquarters. Oh, yes, he, he was a fighter pilot, you understand. He'd never stay still, always planning, always attacking. Always. If you don't know his name, uh, can you describe him? Well, he was young, 21, 22, five foot eight, slim. And he had a blue silk scarf with white spots. He always wore it. You always knew Johnny when you were on a raid. Uh, his plane was shot down in January. Do you know the date? Uh, not exactly, but late in January. Uh, between Zutphen and Appledore. Well, I'll check with the RAF. It shouldn't be difficult. Thank you, Colonel. We'd be very quick. Yes, indeed. Uh, and remember, Colonel, he always had his own reasons for doing things. And he is alive. It seemed to me that Spitfire Johnny shouldn't be too difficult to trace. There was an RAF unit already in the area, tracing graves and missing men, and I decided to see the squadron leader who was in charge of it. Good morning. Good morning, Colonel. Do come in. My name's Carey. How do you do? What's the buzz? Have we done something wrong? No, nothing like that. No, I want your help. Um, you're in the area tracing shot-down pilots. Yes, and bomber crews. Mainly we're tracing Dutch families who help them, thanking them officially and all that, seeing if we can help them. Now pull up a chair. Oh, thank you. Uh, have you come across a pilot called Spitfire Johnny? Spitfire Johnny? Sounds like a lime shoot. What's he done? Well, the story is that he was shot down in Holland and stayed to fight with the resistance. Well, the resistance leaders would like to put him in for a decoration. As a Spitfire pilot, shot down over Hilversum in January of 44, crashed near Zutphen. Now, that's near the German border. Yes, quite near. To be exact, he crashed between Zutphen and Appledorn. At what date in January? No date, but late in January. Well, that shouldn't be difficult. A fighter plane. Are they sure it was a Spitfire? 
On the continent, they're called all fighters, spitfires. And do they know his name? Any ideas? Well, possibly John. John something. They call him Johnny. Spitfire Johnny. And they say he was a great resistance fighter. But this is the point. Some say he's dead, that he was killed two months ago and is buried on a farm at Duffman. Others claim that he's still alive and has just, well, decided to disappear. Now, if he has just disappeared, where's he likely to be? Dropped down in January 44. That's uh, 18 months back pay to collect. <laughs> well, I'd say he's rejoined his unit, wouldn't you? 18 months money. <laughs> that sounds like it. Can you check? That's not quite my pigeon, but it's near enough. I'll get out a signal to the air ministry. One way or the other, they'll sort it out. Right. Well, when you trace him, would you let me know? I'll pass it on to the resistance. They're very keen that he should be honoured. All right, Colonel. And if you find he is around, let me know. Is there a girl in the case? Hmm, they say there is. Well, there would be. Well, I'll let you know. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, Colonel. There was no news for several days. And then my two friends of the resistance, Johann Blot and Jan Ritter, came to see me. No, not yet. I've seen the RAF people. We should have his name in a few days. Good. Thank you, Colonel. Well, they think he may have rejoined his unit. By the way, has he been seen again? Uh, no, but I have the feeling there's something strange about this whole affair. Yes. Yes, I share your feelings, Bloat. And when we know a little more, I want to go to the farm at Dutton. Johnny was never careless, Colonel. He, he would never be careless with explosives. He never was. Anyone who knew him will tell you this. Do you agree, Ritter? Hmm? Oh, yes, I agree. But there is something odd about this. Yes. Uh, you say you knew him, but did you ever meet him? M meet him? Yes. Like this, sitting around the table. Well, uh, no, but this didn't happen in the resistance. Oh, sometimes we join together for raids. I've been in many raids with Johnny, so has Ritter. Mm, this is so. Well, what is it you want to know, Colonel? I want to meet someone who knew him well. Someone who sat with him. Someone who recognized him. Someone who can identify him without doubt. Ah, Harling. You must see Harling. He'll do this. Harling was the leader of the resistance in the north. They work together all the time. See, Harling. Well, where can I find him? At Lockham. He has a farm there. It's just um, a few miles to the east of Zutphen. And there is Annie. Oh, Annie? Annie Dykers. Annie Dykers looks after his grain. Well, I'll see Harling and the girl. And as soon as I have Johnny's name, I'll let you know. Oh, excuse me. Yes, who is it? One read a carriage for you, sir. Is he here? Yes, sir. He's waiting now. Oh, show him in. Well, that's a bit of luck. Hmm? Oh, what's that, Colonel? Well, the RAF may have traced your friend. We'll know in a minute. Oh, ah, one minute, sir. One read a carriage, sir. Come in. Good morning, Carrie. Um, I'd like you to meet two friends of mine, Johann Bloat and Jan Ritter, both leaders of Dutch Resistance. Um, Squadron leader Carrie. Glad to meet Glad you. Glad to meet you, sir. How do you do? Any news? Well, we've identified him, yeah. but he hasn't rejoined his unit. I've had a signal from Air Ministry. If you like, I'll read it to your friends. Yes, please do. Personal to carry, stop. Flying Officer John Bruce, 721 Squadron, reported missing believed prisoner of war following daylight mission Button Hilberson area, 22nd of January 1944, stop. Status now altered, missing believed killed in action. There's no trace this officer liberated Salaglue. <laughs> liberated Salaglue. <laughs> yeah, typical RAF stuff. It means we checked all the RAF types who were held in prison camps, and he's not among them. It goes on. Grateful any information you can supply in course of duty, stop. No other officer missing same area, same time, end. And that's the last. 
What was his name again, sir? Flying Officer John Bruce. If it's the same man. It is the same man, sir. And I don't think he is dead. At any rate, his family thinks he is. And we'd like to know. Well, in that case, I'm going up to Zuffer. Yeah, but don't forget, Colonel. See Harling. See Harling first. Harling's farm was at Lockham, a little deserted farm hidden in a grove of trees. Uh, Mr. Harling? Yes, sir? Uh, my name's Pinto. I'm pleased to meet you, Mr. Harling. How do you do? Two of your friends at Eindhoven said I should come to see you. Um, Jan Ritter and Johann Bloch. You're welcome, sir. Come in. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, how are my old comrades? Well, they're very well. They send their guards to you. I'm making inquiries about a British fighter pilot who crashed in this area. He was known as Spitfire Johnny. Spitfire Johnny? Of course. I recommended him for an honor. Posthumous? Uh, unfortunately, posthumous. Oh, it was a great pity. Uh, what is it you want to know, sir? What can I tell you about him? Whatever you know. Oh, please sit down, sir. Oh, thank you. Well, it's one day in January last year. One afternoon, his plane is hit near Hilversum, and we see him glide over here and crash near Appledore. He's injured, but he first stays to burn his plane. Now, this is most like him, for he's very brave. And then he hides. And when it's dark, he makes his way to a farm on the Appledorn Road. They take him in and hide him. This is Annie Dyker's farm. Yes. You know of her? Yes. I know that his Spitfire has crashed, but I don't know that the pilot is safe until next morning. Annie comes to me to tell me that he's at her farm, that he's injured, but not seriously. And can I arrange to get him out on the escape route? I ask if she needs bandages or medicines, but she says she has enough. Her father had been ill before he died, and they still had these things at the farm. Now, this is good, because we can't move too freely, for the Germans are now searching for him. Did they make a thorough search? They always did. Hmm. Was Annie Dyker in the resistance? Not at the time. Why not? Oh, I know that in the South they had girls as couriers. It was not like that here. We were not so active. But it was different when Johnny came. Then we fought the Germans. He'd never be still. Always attacking them, ambushing them, blowing up convoys. And the railway line. Oh, he wouldn't leave that alone. And always, he wore his flying helmet and his spotted scarf, carrying on his own battle with the Germans. In these raids, you were with him? Hmm? Oh, of course. He was now the leader, but I was with him. And Annie? Oh, she was always near him. She was his interpreter. Hmm. Was there something else between them? You mean, was Johnny in love with her? Oh, I think they were to be married when the fighting was over. Well, is there anything more I need to tell you, Colonel, before we put his name forward for an honor? No. No, it's quite clear that you had a wonderful leader. An award is well deserved. It's a pity he didn't live to get it. But his people will be proud. Yes. The Dyker's farm is on the Appledorn Road, isn't it? Yes, just on the other side of the town. Oh, thank you, Mr. Harling. You'll know it easily by the model Spitfire out the gate. I found the Dyker's farm easily enough. On the gate, the homemade model of a Spitfire. It was a well-kept, 
neat farmhouse. And as I walked up the farm track, a young girl was standing outside the barn. She was about 20 or 21. She hadn't yet noticed my approach. She was calling her brother. Miss Dykers, Annie Dykers. Yes. Oh, my name is Pinto. Uh, I, I wonder if you could help me. The resistance leaders at The Hague are recommending a, a pilot called Spitfire Johnny for an award. May I ask you a few questions? Oh, excuse me. Jan? Yes, Annie? The Colonel's come about Johnny. Oh, this is my brother Jan, Colonel... Pinto. How are you, Jan? I'm well, thank you. You've come about Johnny? Yes. The resistance leaders are recommending that he should be honoured for his work, and they say that you knew him better than anyone. You've come to see his grave? Yes. But first, I'd like to talk to you both. I'm told that you run the farm yourselves and that you're orphaned. My mother died after Jan was born. My father died three years ago. And you ran this farm alone until Johnny came? Yes. Will you tell me how he came? Yes. Will you come into the house? Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Cigarette? Thank you. Yeah? Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Now, what can you tell me? Well, Johnny came here one night in January last year, just when it was getting dark. We were inside the house, and I heard a noise by the barn. It didn't pay to be inquisitive at that time. Oh, why not? The resistance had work to do at night, which shouldn't be known about. And German soldiers came to a farm at night. Our door was locked, so we just listened. And then I heard the noise again. And then there was no noise. So I unlocked the door and came out. And Johnny was lying there. I went to him and saw that he was a pilot, an English pilot. And that his face was covered in blood. I called to Jan and we took him inside and locked the door. His face was bleeding and his trouser leg was wet with blood. I dressed his wounds. And when he was conscious for a little time, I told him that he was safe. That we would hide him. And we put him in Jan's bed. I sat all night with him. And when he could talk, I told him we would never give him away to the Germans. And when he was well, we'd get him back to England. In the morning, I went to Harling's farm. He was the leader of the resistance here? Yes. Were you in the resistance? No. Why not? They had no work for a girl. And they said Jan was too young. But I went to Harling in the morning, and I told him that we had the pilot on our farm, and that we would hide him here. I asked Harling if he would see that Johnny got back to England when he was well. He said I must be very careful because the Germans were already searching for him. Did they search your farm? Yes. But I'd seen them first. Johnny was well hidden. Did Harling try to get him out? He had no chance. From the moment Johnny was getting well, he started giving orders. That was his way. Asking about everything. Wanted to know what was happening. Did you have a doctor for him? Oh, well, the resistance here was not so strong. There was no doctor I could go to. I looked after him. I'm told that his face was scarred. Badly? No, not badly. But he thought it was. Did you? No. But this is why he stayed. Perhaps. Well... He wanted to pay off the Germans for what they'd done to him. Even when he was getting well, he was asking for maps. And asking me to find where the Germans were. 
and making marks on the map. And sending me to the resistance to ask them to find out this and that and to bring reports back. Were you in love with him? Does this matter to you? Did you know his real name? Would you like to see Johnny's grave? Yes, please. Yeah. We're going into the field. We walked over to the field. On the way, we passed a small outhouse which had clearly been burned and blasted by an explosion. In the corner of a nearby field was the grave. A little bunch of fresh field flowers told me that Annie had tended it that morning. It was also clear that she did know the pilot's name. The wooden cross had the inscription, Pilot Officer John Bruce, Spitfire Johnny, killed May the 22nd, 1945. On the column of the cross, the red, white, and blue roundels of the RAF, and under it, per ardua ad astra. You did know his real name, Annie? Yes. I have his papers at the house. Do you want him? Yes. He was a pilot. The RAF will want his papers. You've kept his grave well, Annie, but they'll want him buried with the others who died in Holland. No, they can't. His parents may want him buried at home. But his parents can come here. They'll be welcome here whenever they want to come. Johnny wanted to stay here. He was happy here. Was he, Annie? Please, come back to the house. As we return to the farmhouse, Annie walked ahead, hurt and surprised. I followed her into the kitchen, where she began immediately to search through the drawers of a huge, old-fashioned sideboard. This is what's on the left. This is his wallet. His papers are inside. Thank you. This is his flying helmet and his scarf. He always wore them. I would have buried them with him, but I wanted to keep them. Yes, I understand. Will they come for Johnny? Well, I think so. Why can't they leave him here? Johnny's parents can come to see him. I'll look after his grave. He buried him where his fighting ended. Did you, Annie? Didn't his fighting end in a field near Appledorn when he burned his plane? He died here? Yes. But you should change the date on his grave to January the 22nd, 1944. Or did he die the next day, January the 23rd? Only you know that. I'm sorry, Annie. I want to tell you something, and I want you to call Jan. Yes. Jan? Yes, Annie? Jan, I want to tell you and your sister a story. Yes? Let's say I'm guessing, but what I see is a girl and a boy. The resistance wouldn't have the girl, and the boy was too young, so they wouldn't have him either. And one day, a plane is shot down. And that night, the pilot comes to their farm. He's injured, and they hide him. Well, now the resistance will have to listen to them, because they will save him and look after him and see him to the escape. In the morning, the girl goes to the resistance and tells them, and they accept her. But when she returns, 
The pilot is too badly wounded to survive. Oh, they do their best. But he died. Uh, now what? With his death, a legend is born. The girl goes back to the resistance, who has been too quiet, and tells them that they must do this and do that, because the pilot says so, because Spitfire Johnny says so. And he doesn't speak Dutch, so they must take her word for it. And they send men here to meet at the farm at night, to go on raids, successful raids. And the local resistance is now active. But no one ever meets Spitfire Johnny. Not even Harley. He saw him wearing this, this helmet and scarf, but never spoke to him. Not even the leaders from Eindhoven, who came to join the raid, they saw him, but they never spoke to him. He didn't work here, on our farm. But his scars were so bad that he didn't want anyone to see him. Hmm? Yes. And all they ever saw was a man who wore this helmet to hide his scars, and this scarf, quite clearly an English pilot, and a girl who translated his orders. But they were her own orders. Inspiring, clever, and brave, but her own. Isn't that so? But, but if they come to take Johnny... Well, if they do, what will they find? That he died two months ago, or 18 months ago. You see, he was a pilot, and they must know when he died. And he just take the date off his grave. I can get the true date to London from Eindhoven. And no one here need know. I must take his papers. But, Jan, it was you who wore the helmet and the scarf and carried out Annie's orders. So, would you like to have them? Please. Thank you, Jan. And thank you, Annie. I'll tell the RAF what happened to Johnny, and no one here need ever know the truth, unless you tell them. Many women fought bravely in the resistance. But Annie Dyker gave her credit to a man whose life she tried to save and created the legend of Spitfire Johnny. You've been listening to Spycatcher with Bernard Archard as Colonel Areste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Maxwell. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 